All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to a hundred books a year with Kevin Wong. Now today, um, or in the near future, I want to touch base on a couple work-related books. Um, so kind of like talk about how do we find out what we should do, how do we find our calling, and today it was just like an introduction, right? So it it it's really like a new form of thinking. Um, there is this book called The Age of Unreason by Charles Handy, uh, who is, I think, a sociologist. Um, this book is pretty much just criticizes the whole uh, human lifestyle and then the way that our society works. And he spent a little, a little bit of time on work, right? Like on how we perceive work and what is the, um, what is the fanatic thing about work that we should think about that we should we, that we should avoid and he brought up something really really interesting a different look on work is we 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 can see work as a portfolio right so typically right when we think about work we say, oh crap I, I have to go to work again or we think about something that consume everything uh, like a big chunk of our, of our time but we don't really categorize work as a personal times I spend, right? So to put it in like another way, everything we do is work, right? I think I read this somewhere else. Everything we do is work that um, if you don't categorize different types of work, then in reality, then we have a, you know, a, 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 according to Handy, we have a um, distinction between, you know, uh, professional work and personal time. Well, in reality, people get burned out because they don't really realize that, you know, their work is, their work at home is work, right? So um, let me kind of like break down this five different types of work and then we can talk about the portfolio people and how that might help in that regard, right? So first of all, we have the paid work, right? So the the work that you have uh, generating an income, right? So we have fee work, right? So trading hours for dollars, kind of like, you know, uh, hourly wage, right? 10 bucks an hour and, um, or, you know, freelance worker or a, a Uber driver, right? Secondly, we have salary work. So it is fixed income based on the job description, right? It's very, very hard for your um, salary to go up year after year, right? So, those two are paid work, where we call it professional work. Now, the last three, I think, are very, very interesting. We have homework, right? So um, not like, you know, uh, kids uh, taking home to write a paper. What we mean is, you know, time spending at home, mowed along, uh, you know, I spend time with your children, with your wife, with your partner, right? Um, you know, uh, maybe have a dog, right? Clean, uh, buy furniture, all that fun stuff. Right, so those are the works that you don't get paid for. Number four, a study work. Right, so intellectual education that contribute to any work that you do in the future. Right, we we can think about reading. We can think about taking an online class. We can think about listening to some educational uh, courses, uh, open coursework on like you know, uh, Ivy League school. Right, getting research done on how to train a dog or real estate investing or. Um, so, so anything that can prolong your career or can benefit you in the future, right? Either that could be work-related or it could, work could not be not work-related, right? 
Now, number five is what we call gift work, right? So vol uh, volunteering, right? So things that you don't get paid for. So Charles, he essentially gave us these categories. And the, the point is, is that we should think about our time, our work as a portfolio, right? So if you think in days in a year, if let's say you want to make 50,000 in a year, that's what, 250 bucks a day. So you need to do, if you set a goal to 250 bucks a day, you only need to do 200 days of pay work, either that would be fee work or salary work, and then the rest 300 and somewhat days, you can use it for unpaid work, right? So the sense of, you know, like work-life balance is really, really interesting because most people, like in my opinion, like I came to this realization, you know, uh, like maybe a year ago, like for me, if I, you know, um, if I'm going to uh, do do uh, homework, right? if I'm going to clean the house or if I'm, if I'm going to do a, do a certain thing to cook, that is still work, right? That, that is not like, you know, that is unpaid work. Right or if you have parents that take their son or take their daughter to soccer team practices or to learn an instrument, that is still work, right? So the key here is that um, we shouldn't really we shouldn't really treat your professional life like the um, things that you do for your you know for you to get paid for as just a sole reason for working right so in a sense that everything we do is work then we should uh, allocate a lot of amount to professional working but in reality we have to realize that you know homemaking is work too so in a sense that how to prevent people from you know, like burning out or, you know, think about oh, they're, they're overwhelmed. The trick is how do you jeopardize, uh, not jeopardize, how do you allocate your time between homework, a study work and gift work, right? Because most people, their, their professional work are typically fixed, right? They do a certain thing and then they have meetings and, you know, most of the times people have trouble distinguishing homework, study work and gift work. And I, and I think that is where the personal growth and personal value development, you know, got developed is because you have to, you know, think about, I think carefully how to spend your time, right? I'm going to jump on the soapbox now that, you know, like I'm, I'm a deep, like I'm a deep believer in reading, right? Like everywhere I look, all the successful people are ferocious readers. So I became a ferocious reader. Um, it's not easy, Right. Yeah, do I watch movies from time to time? Yeah, we do. Do I do this from time to time? Yes, we do. But the thing is, is that um, whenever that people are, say, uh, relaxing, right? Or, you know, like do the Netflix and chill, that's totally fine. But when they're doing that, they are using their me time, but they're not thinking about, you know, homework or study work, right? Or gift work, right? So it... It's, it's really telling that for me, at least from my perspective, how many people are willing to give up their quote-unquote control of their mind to Netflix, right? Like I do that, like I do that time, uh, time to time, right? Like I listen to, 
there is this thing called ping shu, right? It's like Chinese folk art where you know the ping shu yi ren, the artist, bring you uh, to tell you a story and bring you on this long, complicated journey. I love that, right? And you know, I listen to a couple, like, you know, a stand-up comedians, right? That that's what 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 they're doing too is that they're taking your mind onto a trip, onto your, uh, onto a storyline that they're experiencing, right? That's all fine, but what I'm concerning about is people are so used to that they give up on everything, right? For example, social media, right? For example, the infinite squirrels. So, my. My thinking is like the reason I want to share this with you guys is that, you know, the quote unquote the title, the age of unreason, I feel like it's coming from a lack of mental control, in the sense that, um, we don't really think about how we are spending our time, and we don't really think about what is the best way of spending our time. Then, in the sense that we just let what let whatever happens take our take our attention away, the most valuable thing that we can do. Right, so hopefully this podcast can shed some light on this kind of a portfolio look on certain things, and、um, if we can manage our portfolio better of time, then that's great because we don't get any much time more. Right, so we only have finite amount of time. So that's kind of like what I want to get through with you guys, and then、um, for the time being, tomorrow we're gonna talk talk about another book, and it's gonna relate it to this topic. So I'm trying to experiment in a couple. Ways we can make this better for you guys. Anyway,、um, if you like this podcast, please give us five stars on whatever you listen, Apple Podcasts and such, and we、we'll、go from there. All right, guys. Bye. All right, guys.、Um, welcome back to another episode of、uh, Quarantine Diary. This is Kevin. Today, I want to double down on a subject that we talked about it before.、Um, I want to I want to talk about how to find your calling at work, right? So there's this book by Jeff Koons called、um, Art of Work, and then a couple of days ago I did a podcast about、um, you know、uh, how to find a time where I see yourself as a、uh, manager time as a portfolio. It will play into this book as well. So pretty much the art of the calling of work is very simple. Is that Choosing your calling at work is actually a portfolio, not just one thing. That is the biggest takeaway. I'm gonna hit you guys right away in the beginning, is that we're not talking about find the one thing that you absolutely love because not even one job is only consists of con-、uh, consists of one thing. If you're going to like higher level, you're gonna be doing more than one thing, right? So it's really how you like your time being spent within a portfolio, right? And Um, Jeff said something really interesting. He said that he never really likes something that is, what's the term?、Um, he never really likes something that is an, called a hobby, because when somebody call it a hobby, it never really intend to take it seriously. And for me, I tend to agree. Like one of my hobbies are poker. Right, like I, I play seriously for a little bit, and then you know pool. I play seriously for. For a little bit, and then、um, it really depends on what do you like to do, and then what kind of a priorities you want to put on your hobbies, right? So it's actually true that you are not what you do, but you can become what you practice, right? We also talk about the deliberate practice and whatnot.、Um, so what exactly is work for, right? So 
typically, normally, people have this relationship with work is we work to live, right? But not we live to work. And we usually just work, but doesn't equal, doesn't translate to play. But we should be doing is, you know, make sure that the work equals play. And like for myself, right? Like right now, I'm starting from the beginning, right? Like doing uh, customer support, right? Customer service with Wayfair. Then what's going to happen is, you can see it as like a negative. Oh crap, I have so many phone calls. I have so many, um, you know, unhappy customer. I see it as like a socialization kind of a situation where, and then if I do my job well, if I can take care of them in the least amount of time possible, then I have time to, let's say, read when there's not a phone call or do this notes with you guys or do this podcast with you guys. Um, I'm still on the clock, by the way. Don't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> so, um, our job is actually to see work as a means of making us better, not just making us richer. I think that is really profound. In a sense that a fame and fortune are not it, like that's not what you're doing it for, then what is, right? And uh, there are a couple of things um, in the book that talks about this state called a flow state. Um, I think I touched on that from, the, uh, from my previous podcast, the RDR show. So a flow or flow state, um, he quoted a World War II psychologist. Um, the definition is flow is the intersection of what you are good at and what challenge you. So what that means is if you're good at it, if your skill set is there, it's not flow because everything will be cake for you, right? It's actually where, it's where difficulty meets com- uh, competency, right? So if you're competent at what you do, if it's too easy for you, there's no difficulty, then you're going to get bored, right? So in reality, we want the task to be difficult. We want it to challenge our competency. And then in a sense that that will give us purpose, right? But we don't want it to be too uh, difficult and then it's going to give us anxiety. So this feeling of flow is really interesting because you know what you need to do, um, and you know what is possible, even though there are difficulties, you know, have a sense of time di- uh, disappear. So, oh yeah, you know, why this day, you know, like ends so quickly, right? Like, oh yeah, why, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's been eight hours already, right? That is the kind of a mindset you want to set for yourself. You forget yourself working, you're a part of something larger, right? So, circling back to finding a work, right? I find your calling work is really a portfolio, like, for example, right, I'm super thankful that um, that I'm able to do this work from home gig where I don't have to travel. Like my dog is you know with me twenty four seven. I can wear a t shirt and you know shorts to work, um, and 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 I have time to read between, or I have time to follow basketball in between, or I have time to eat a, a home cooked meal in in between, right, and then. For me, really, like I have done this for probably like a couple of months now. Like, everything has been super smooth sailing. It has been super um, easy, right? So I challenged myself to get to the top three uh, based on KPI, right? Based on the performance indicator every single week to get that bonus. I've been getting it every single week, right? So, in a sense, that you need to feel something that is, you know, like let's say answering customers phone call is it's not your calling it's not my calling either but you but I, I managed to kind of tweak it a little bit to 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 make sense for me 
right? Um, you know, half of the books that I that uh, that I read was in between phone calls where people have been helped, and then you know we're just waiting here, waiting for for people to call us or email us so we can help them, right? So I am dedicating this portfolio of time, my work time, you know, trying to get the work done as soon as possible so I have time for other stuff. In this case, it will be study work, right? If you listen to our last podcast where I'm actually trying to intentionally do intellectual education and then um, also, I also choose different material rewards as well. For example, like um, I have a different things, right? Like they, they give me a gift card pretty much every single week for the... Uh, top three and then I usually do uh, you know a DoorDash gift card so I can you know like treat myself to a meal or I can do a foot locker I buy myself some cool shoes right so really like I'm not really motivated by like big money and you know like fancier things but just something that can get me excited about you know and then just something I can channel myself or even just an Amazon gift card for me to get books or whatnot right so um yeah, like how to find calling in your work. I think the biggest thing is figure out your portfolio and really, really channeling your portfolio to your calling and make sure that you're being properly challenged. All right, guys, uh, it's going to be a short one today. Uh, if you like this podcast, give us five stars on whatever you listen and then uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, I w- I'm trying to do a daily podcast on both platforms. Uh, so, Either I'm going to be updating here or update on the RDR show. So uh, stay tuned. All right, guys. Bye.